Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game week 25. We have one game to go. That's Wednesday. But we didn't want to wait till after the game week was done to start recording. We felt bad. A lot of people out there needed to hear Jake's terribly raspy and my incredibly sexy voices. Jake, how are you, buddy? Could be better. That's all you have to say? Just could be better? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to be too down this week. I feel like I've been kind of negative in recent pods, but um, not much to, to be happy about after that game week. You have been a bit of a negative Nancy, as they say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's not much to be positive about, to be to be honest. I don't, I don't know. Just yeah, not good. It's it's been a little slow lately. I I did tweet about that, and a few people said to me like, "Well, you're still having a really good year. Like I'm having a terrible year." And it it was more like it's not that I'm trying to put other people down or act like, "Oh, I'm so good and I had a bad game week." I just haven't really had like one of those super fun, exciting FPL weeks where like everything goes well for you since like, I don't know, the first, I think I had one like early in the season, like in the first five game weeks and, and then another one, like maybe a few game weeks after that. And then I haven't really had one since. Yeah. It, it's not fun to like trudge along in green arrow, get two red arrows, then go back to a green arrow. Like it's, it's just not. Not that exciting. I know. The reality of it is, though, that's how most of the game weeks are, right? I mean, most of the game weeks are are kind of rough, right? You don't really, you don't hit all your players. You maybe get a couple of your guys right. You know, you get your transfer right every other week. You nail your captain once in a while. I mean, the majority of FPL is just mediocrity, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it is. It is. We just don't we don't like to be mediocre. We like to be exceptional. Right. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Story of my life, exceptional. <laughs> um okay, well, we have a, a handful of things that we're going to cover uh, this week. Of course, as usual, we're going to kind of talk a little bit on the update of chip strategy going forward here. Um, as the season goes on, and, and we'll probably be covering chip strategy most weeks, at least for a little bit, because sometimes experienced FPLers refer to this chunk of the season as the business end of the season. It's the part of the season where because of the blanks and the doubles and the use of chips, that there's a lot of overall rank movement. And so we're going to have to spend some time every week hitting on these things. And we have the last few. Uh, But before we get into that, I did want to just welcome uh, some new listeners to the pod. Uh, The last few game weeks we've had, um, a huge increase, maybe two or 300 plays on our podcast. Uh, and a lot of that is due, I'll just admit it, to uh, the FPL general who uh, was nice enough to, to give us a little retweet, listen to our podcast, and then gave us just a, a short shout on his podcast. And I kind of reached out to people on Twitter and just asked, like, hey, why, are, why did you start listening to our pod? And a lot of people actually said it was because of the general. So thanks to him. Uh, thanks to the new listeners. I just wanted to to say our, our our pod is a, a weekly podcast um, and general structure, like kind of beginning of the pod, we try to cover some bigger questions. Uh, second half of the pod is all, normally almost all questions from people that write in. So big thing for Jake and I is we are trying to connect as much as we can with the community and let them kind of drive the podcast. 
Um, Jake is kind of the local idiot on the podcast, and I'm uh, the genius, smart, good-looking, athletic one. Jake, is that a pretty reasonable explanation of what our podcast is about? Yeah, I thought you explained it perfectly. Yeah, I would say so, too. I would definitely say so, too. Uh uh, just for example, Billy McCollum uh, wrote in, I, th- I think he's a relatively new listener. I, I don't remember him writing in in the past, but he says, enjoying the podcast this week, I subbed out Hazard and brought in Sané, who I triple captained. And then he posted a gif of someone strangling someone else. Uh, I think that's probably the best place to just start. And that's uh, commiserations, right? Where I'm, I'm feeling for the people out there that uh, brought in Sané and triple captained him, which does seem like there's a fair amount of people it just really sucks. I mean, I brought Sané in. I didn't triple captain him or captain him. You brought him in as well, didn't you, Jake? Yeah, we were talking uh, late, right before the game week, and I ultimately decided to. I was worried Pogba might not play, um, so I regret taking a minus four to, to do that for a guy who maybe he's going to play one game. Yeah, that really hurts. The downer about the whole move that you made that that Pogba to Sané thing was there were some reports that Pogba hadn't trained on Friday I know they have one more session on Saturday I don't know if that was true or not but I, I had seen some reports about that and so it wasn't like a terrible move and in fact it wasn't a terrible move to triple captain either was it no I, honestly if I was going to triple captain Sané probably made more sense it's just so it's so hard with pep i mean i I sat there trying i was like i have to decide who i want to captain um i avoided the triple captain just purely based on the fact that if i triple captain i want a guy that i know is going to play both games um at least 170 minutes and i could not say that with any of the manchester city players especially the midfielders so I, I avoided it. But overall, I think Sané was a good choice. I think Arsenal were weak on the right side. Sterling got two assists from over there. Sané probably yeah. would have done the same, if not better. And they still have Everton to go. It just is Sané didn't play. Yeah, I mean, uh, I do feel for people that, you know, sometimes on Twitter people do like the, I told you so or that was a stupid move, or things like that. And I, I really like try to stay away from that because most of the moves that people make aren't just complete guesses. Like they're they're using some sort of stat or um, uh, you know strategy approach to making their picks. And I think the Sane pick was legit. Like great form, good fixtures, has seen the pitch or started in uh, every game in recent history. Uh, it just didn't work out, and it, it does really suck. Um, I feel like, for example, Thomas uh, Bracken wrote in and said, odds of Sané not playing against Everton. I currently have Aguero sitting as a vice triple captain. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, I mean, he, just because Thomas wrote that in, uh, you know, Sané's going to play for sure. Like, it's yeah. guaranteed. <laughs> Yeah, Pep is scrolling through Twitter right now. Okay, guys, let me see what's going on, on my Twitter here. Okay, this guy, a lot of people triple captain Sonny. I'm going to start him next game. <laughs> Obviously, that's happening. That's a pretty good Pep. I've been working on that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Or he'll just bring him on for like 10 minutes at the end of the game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Andy Lakeman wrote in, Dive, with Sonny captain and Kuhn Vice, what can I say to get Jake to stab Sonny? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I guess for the right amount of money, I'd consider it. 
What's the right amount of money to stab another human being? What do you think that is? <laughs> well, I guess you'd have to consider jail time, you know, probably medical expenses once Sane grabs the knife and then stabs me with it multiple times. <laughs> you try to outrun him like you're yeah, like, no! <laughs> he just chases you down. Yeah, all those things would have to be factored in. All right, that's fair. Well, anyways, for those that missed out on the city rotation, uh, I'm sorry. Who knows what's going to happen here? I mean, the big move, obviously, was getting Aguero in and triple captaining him. Uh, for the record, you actually shouted that on last week's pod a little bit. You had said that that, that was something you were interested in, and if you were going to triple captain, that he would actually be your consideration. Myself, as usual, uh, taking my kind of hard stance on non-premium strikers had said that was not something I was interested in, and neither of us had the team structure to make that happen. Uh, turns out a lot of managers didn't, but for a few managers, wow, it really uh, paid off. Pretty spectacular start to your triple captain or captain in your double game week. Yeah, very, very kudos to everyone who did that. And I honestly, I mean, I think there's more to come against Everton. Let's be honest. Wolves put three past them with relative ease. So I'm, I'm thinking Man City could do the same, if not more. Yeah, the issue is just whether or not he starts. Correct. Yep. Um, okay, well, I guess we should just keep it rolling. Let's get into a little bit of chip strategy little update on kind of what we know now and and some of the potential strategies again moving forward now for those that have been listening the last few weeks you know you've heard some of these ideas but the thing is these ideas continue to evolve so as time goes on and we have uh, FA Cup matches being played uh, Carabao Cup matches being played Champions League matches coming into play soon here uh all of this is going to to kind of evolve as, as we go on. Um, in 27, that's the next thing we need to kind of start looking at. So in 27, we have a blank coming up. And the blank matches are Chelsea and Brighton and uh, Everton and City. So those four teams will not play in 27. So definitely, if you have those players on your team, you need to kind of start thinking right now about uh, what you want to do with them. Um, most people are probably heavy in one or both of those teams. And so you need to make sure that you, you have a decent amount of players. Uh, one thing that I will just say though, is it's really tempting during blanks and doubles. And this is more for new players, but it's really tempting in during blanks and doubles to start kind of getting freaked out. Like, okay, there's this blank game we coming up. I have to drop all my city players and all my Chelsea players. Cause I need to put, uh, the best starting 11 out that I can in that game week. But I would just suggest not getting yourself kind of too tied up in that idea. Uh, you, you need to think long-term. Don't get too freaked out about, I don't know, maybe putting 10 guys out instead of 11 for a week. Yes, you're missing out on the points of one player, but you have to be careful to not rip your team up too much. Jake, do you have any comments on that? No, I agree, and I think new FPLers fall into that trap. I was included. I always wanted to have at least 12 players playing, um, even in case there was like a last-second injury. And you just realize when you make those extra hits, taking minus fours or just mixing your team up, maybe you, you saved a transfer and you were able to do it without taking a hit, it's still not worth it in the long run because, again, as we talked about it, it's a it's a long haul and it is more the 
the average over many, many game weeks. Um, so you don't want to just take out all of your best players for the sake of one game week. Yeah, at this point, it's very important that everybody has some sort of strategy in mind. It doesn't mean that you have to stick to it. Um, it's just you should have, I don't know, a, a series of options that you can you can think about going forward. So let me just give you an example. So right now I have, excuse me, I'm wine drunk right now. Uh, I have three city players and one Chelsea player on my team. So I have four players that will blank in 27. The way I'm looking at that is I have two transfers between now and then to kind of get them sorted out. Now, I'm not exactly sure who I'm keeping and who I'm getting rid of, but I do know that at least one of those transfers is going to be used so that I can get close to 11 players in 27. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Four players, uh, two of them need to go, and I'll have two transfers, you know, whether I take it one this week and one next week or just do it two Two in the 27 game week is probably the the better way, but that's where I'm at as well. And I think that's the best way to approach it for a lot of these people. I don't think a ton of people have six. If you, if you did, you're in trouble. I feel like that would be kind of concerning. So, yeah, I mean, well, I don't know if it's the end of the world, right? I mean, you, you could use your two transfers to move two guys, you know, and just put 10 out. That's not, that's not a terrible thing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, ben Krillin, the double game week guru, who I think is appearing on another podcast uh, this week. I thought I saw that online, so maybe somebody can update us on which one he's he's doing that on. But uh, we don't have him. I'm stuck here with Jake, who has no idea what's going on. He played his wild card like three weeks ago or four weeks ago, right, Jake? Yeah, it was going well. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, that's, I'm here so I don't get fined. That's true. Uh, yeah, because I will send you fines if you screw this podcast over. That's 100% true. Um, ben Krillin was saying that uh, we should know uh, more about the blank game week in game week 31 uh, after game week 27. So the idea there being that if for some reason you have a nice team set up and you can hold a transfer going into 27 so that coming out of it uh and i think i'm saying this right so that coming out of it you would have two uh then you're gonna have a lot more information to make moves for that next blank game week in 31 now i don't think a lot of managers are going to find themselves in that situation i think a lot of us are going to need to make moves uh up into 27 here to try to sort our teams out uh, because I know so personally um, I, I know I can't do that I just have too many trouble or too many trouble spots on my team yeah I I completely agree with what you're saying and that's how I understand it as well and I am also with with a couple one injury on my team with Brooks for Bournemouth which is just terrible timing and DLC, which is the risk of playing an early wild card. He he was playing. He actually looked good. I'm surprised he doesn't get more time at Everton, especially with how ineffective they are. But he's not playing as well. I'm probably going to have to just use my transfers and then hope to adjust my team with four transfers to get ready for that blank game week in 31. That's probably... I mean, that's probably a reasonable approach to it. I think that, I mean, everybody at this point in the season is going to have slightly different approaches. It, it's very dependent on your team. I said this in last week's pod. 
Um, I think some people were looking, and this is more for our new listeners, but I think some people are looking for very straightforward answers, and that's why they're maybe listening to different podcasts right now and, and searching the Twitter sphere and trying to find like an exact strategy, like what's the exact best strategy to go with. And it, it's really tough because it, it does come down to uh, the team setup that you have right now and the current players that you have. And so I think Emma does ask a good question, though, and I think we can explore some of the ideas. I'm going to I'm gonna read it, pass it off to you, Jake, and then I need to go refill my cup of wine. Uh, I've had about four cups tonight. Um, so I need to keep that going, don't you think? Yeah, I think you need to keep that going just for the sake of the pod. Call me Robert Baratheon. Shout out to Nick Zupan. Uh, okay. Emma asks, actually, when is the best week if you have all your chips left to to play your wild card? So uh, is there an easy answer that avoids me having to fill in Ben Krillin's beautiful spreadsheet? So Ben Krillin, shout out, uh, who we shouted out earlier in the pod, uh, does have some some nice spreadsheets. So if you haven't checked out his stuff online yet, you should. Um, I think he offers a service as well. Uh, we get about um, a $100 kickback for each one that he sells. So... You know, help us out a little bit. I'm yeah. kidding. We 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 don't get a kickback. Oh, I was excited. I thought we did. Maybe. I really do think that we need to monetize. I mean, we have a we had that great Starbucks ad over Christmas, uh, a great dildo ad at one point. Um, you know, I think that I think we have a chance here, Jake, to become lucrative podcasters. Yeah, I keep chatting up the barista at Starbucks. You know, down the road and. Right. No luck so far, So, but we'll see how that goes. You're probably going to need to go above a barista if you want to get a contract deal for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, but uh, she's a little bit scared of me, so she's probably told the manager, and I probably won't be able to go into Starbucks anymore <laughs> soon. Why is she scared of you? Are you like, if you don't give us money, I'm going to kill you? Like. She- <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing to her? Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's hard to say. Uh, LA is a scary place. Okay. So Jake, um, there's two game weeks that a lot of people are looking at for a wild card. And those two game weeks are probably game weeks 32 or 34. Uh, where are you specifically kind of thinking about if you had your wild card, you don't have it, but if you did have it, where would you be thinking about, about it? Let me just give a quick recap. So, uh, game week 31 is going to be a blank. Okay, we don't know exactly what it looks like, but there there is a blank coming. It looks like there's probably going to be, let me just pull it up so I say it right. Um, it looks like there's going to be three or four games that are going to be blanking. So, you know, six to eight teams that miss out. Uh, then game week 32 is going to probably be that double. So those game week 31 games will get pushed to 32. Uh, and then game week 33 is also going to be a blank. Uh, and those games will get moved over to 34. Five, I believe. So 32 or 34 are kind of the two main points or places that a lot of people are looking to play that wild card. Uh, which one, just off the top of your head, you don't need to give too much reasons why, but what do you think appeals to you a little bit more? Uh, it always appeals to me to to use it sooner rather than later personally. I just think you get more benefit of it. It's hard to quantify that, but using it in game week 34, you only have that game week and then four others and it just doesn't seem like enough time to to adjust and you may be falling behind by that time anyways 
Okay, well, the only issue with that, though, right, is that if, let's say, you wanted to play your wild card in combination with another chip, right? So that's what we have to start thinking about. So a lot of people will play their wild cards in 34 with their eye on double game week 35, which is the next week, which they can either uh, play a triple captain or a bench boost in that game week. Whereas if you play that wild card in 32, that's the actual double game week. You can't combine that with another chip then. Does that change your thinking at all? That was going to be the last thing I was going to say is that makes it a lot harder. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you were going to say that. No, I think think that's a fair comment for the listeners and everybody. So with that in mind, if you can maybe make it so that you have a differential triple captain or you really think that you're going to nail your bench boost, then definitely worth it. But, I mean, if you prep your team, like say Kane's coming back and and he has a good double game week expected for game week 35, because we'll know more info, and you just bring him in game week 32, then it's not really that painful to not use a chip on that that game week. The problem then is you're using a bench boost on a single game week and hoping to get returns. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to I want to throw a new strategy out there. So we've talked about kind of two main threads of strategy. And I want to, first off, I didn't even ask Adam Hopcroft if I could steal this from him, but he posted it on Twitter. So I figure it's kind of public. I did not think of this. Jake clearly did not think of it. Adam did. And I think uh, Adam does normally listen to our podcast. Uh, so thank you, Adam. I'm sorry ahead of time for stealing this from you without asking. Uh, Adam's the man. Go follow him on Twitter. He's really, really good at, at FPL. So Adam threw this out there, and I think it's really interesting. I hadn't even considered it. Uh, he said, so enable, uh, so to enable you to play as normal up to 31, you could uh, free hit in 31. Okay, so instead what you're going to kind of do is focus on this blank double game week in 27, the game in uh, 28, 29, and 30. You can kind of focus on game weeks one by one. Then in 31, you can free hit. Now, you're going to keep your eye on that double game week in 32 as you're kind of making transfers between now and then because Adam's suggesting you're free hitting in 31, you're triple captaining in 32. He uh, said that you're crossing your fingers for having 11 players in the blank game week 33, which is going to be a tricky blank anyways, and then wildcarding in 34 and bench boosting in 35. So one criticism of the main strategies that have kind of been floating around in the Twistphere lately has been that there's not a great time to play your triple captain in a double game week. Uh, And with Adam's potential strategy, you certainly could. It's something that I haven't had a chance to really sit down and look at my team to figure out if it could work, but uh, it's, it's an interesting idea, and I think that it's totally legit. Yeah, it's a great idea because you're using those chips on the game week, double game week, so hopefully maximizing those values. Okay, well, thank you, Adam, for that. Um, Sorry that I stole it from you without asking. Please don't be mad. We love you. Okay, Jake, how did your team do this week? Not well. You still Uh, do have one game coming, right? Yeah, one game coming. I triple, or excuse me, I captained Sterling. Uh, brought him in for Hazard, which was a mistake as Hazard finally decided to show up as often he does. I actually, speaking of this, I think I sent you one text during the game week 
I understand why you text. Yeah, I remember that. No, no, picture of your 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 small dick. I do remember. Yeah, Uh, we can talk about it. Do you want to talk about it on the pod or no? No, I was talking about the other text when basically I now comprehend your hate for Hazard more. Mm -hmm. Um, I think last year I got very lucky with him as a player and brought him in when he did well and got rid of him when he did poorly and. This year I haven't been as good. I've held on to him too long, and then I got rid of him for this Huddersfield game, and it was a disaster. He, you know, he got a PK, which is probably like the worst way he can score because it's not yeah. even him doing it. You know, uh, right. he's just taking the glory from another player that worked hard to to get into a scoring opportunity. Um, so that was a mistake. But, you know, hopefully Sterling plays and gets a goal and, and that kind of cancels that that move out. And I do think we are forgetting Hazard plays Man City next as well as Spurs. So long and term. Blanks. Yeah, and, and blanks. blanks. Gaff, yeah. yes, good point. I, I'm I'm okay with that move. Um, and then Sané came in for Pogba. Obviously not great so far. We'll see what happens. And then I, I again, blame this all on Dinge. With that stupid Dinge. red card, uh, I brought in Pereira and just put him on the bench this week against Spurs. So, but but yeah, Rashford and Jimenez both got me a goal, uh, cleans by Keppa and Obi Wan. But yeah, Liverpool was a disaster today. I missed that game. Oh, Still yeah. on overnights, but heard it wasn't that great. So, yeah. what? Uh, how many points did you finish on then? I have fifty five. Um, with who to play? With. Sane and Sterling to play, and then Siggy. I guess I should should say Siggy can maybe do something finally as well against Man City. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so I'm one point above average somehow, and I also will have Johnny coming in off the bench with a whopping two points. But I've red arrowed nice. all around. Oof. What's your uh, your overall right now? Down to four hundred sixty thousand. So I dropped about eight. 80,000 spots yeah. not not terrible but kind of rough for the game week yeah it feels worse than what it really is but you just never like to see red arrows especially on yeah. a game week where you feel like being more involved in fpl and like doing a podcast is going to bring you success and as we know that's not true yeah let me tell you right now for those <laughs> of you that are thinking about starting a podcast which is literally everyone on twitter Go for it. Watch the YouTube video that I put together on how to start a podcast so that we can have more, but it will not make you better at FPL. Yeah. In fact, your team will probably suffer more. Seriously, you will overthink every little move you do. You will feel sad on the inside every time you do bad because you know that you have to tell all the people that listen to your podcast how terrible you are at FPL. Uh I was I tweeted out before the podcast day that I was not having much podcast motivation uh, after my game week. I had a very similar game week, fifty four points, uh, game week rank of about three million. Um, I did take a minus four, my first hit of the season uh, to facilitate the Sane Sterling Wilson uh, out move. So so Wilson out for Barnes, uh, Hazard in for Sterling, and then uh, who did I bring Sane in for? Oh, for Felipe Anderson, who, of course, went and got an assist against Liverpool today. Uh, so 54 points overall, a uh, rank of 13,600. Um, I still have Laporte, Sterling, and Sané to play. 
and eight points coming off my bench, Juan Basaka and Fabianski coming in off my bench. So um, not not a bad game week, just I completely agree with you, Jake. That's why I was feeling down about it. I th- kind of thought to myself, like, this is the time. This is when I'm going to strike. Uh, you know, the, the blanks and doubles are beginning. I thought I had a great advantage, and it just... I think the moves were, were relatively sound. Uh, they were well thought out and um, and I think well backed by by the statistics, but it just didn't play out. And that's how it often is in FPL. That's why the game can be so infuriating. And that's why some people just say, like, just play with your gut, even though I think that's silly. Uh, but yeah, some people just feel that's the best way to play because there's so much luck involved in it. So. Yeah, my gut still would have backed all of this. I You know, I didn't expect Hazard to get two returns. Sun's on fire. I mean, there's nothing more to say. Like, he's a fantastic player and fun to watch and good for him. But anyone who's, like, stuck through with him, that's that's kudos to you and and things like that. And then, you know, it's a a lot of those players, like you said, Felipe got an assist, Pogba still got an assist. Everyone else is still returning. And with Sané being benched and Sterling not having a fantastic game week, if you don't have Kuhn, it, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, frustrating. Um, I think it's Syrian. I think that's the name. Uh, wrote in, is this a season-ending game week for those with Sané and without Aguero and Hazard? I'm down 150,000 places with Sané as the triple captain. Jake, is it a season-ending game week? <laughs> God, like like ACL tearing season ending. No, I, I <laughs> hey, mean triple captain. Stop, yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. I've I've been there. Okay, you stop now with that. That's you know what, Jake. I said this last week. You just think that you're the superstar of this pod now because, like, three people on Twitter like you, and you can just kick me around. Well, I'm not going to stand for it, okay? You're the idiot on this podcast, not me. Yeah, no, I, I didn't mean it in a bad way. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to be the idiot on the podcast. So yeah, I'll give my, be. my stupid opinion that, no, triple captaining does really – it makes it worse. I feel you because I did an early triple captain last year with uh, Kane, but it's not ending. I, you know, I think there's still a lot of ground that could be made up. It, it makes it tricky, and I, I mean, maybe reassess your goals and decide where you want to finish in your mini leagues or overall points wise, and and see what you can do. I think that's a good good thing, and I just want to talk about it really quickly. Is just like, what are your legitimate goals for the season? Um, like. You got to check yourself if you thought you were going to win it. I mean, really. It, it's we, we talked the whole season. There's there's been a number of even studies done evaluating the skill versus the luckiness and and playing conservative versus playing aggressive and so on and so forth. I, I it's there's so much luck involved to be in the top 100k, in the top 10k, in the top 1000 and so if you really thought you if you were planning on winning the season uh just check yourself come on get 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 your priorities straight yeah marco's not standing for that he doesn't like hopes and aspirations yeah that's a bunch of bullshit is what it is <laughs> okay uh, yeah no right. I, I mean i set my goal 100 100,000 that's where i want to end up so we'll see have a chance um yeah. I, I think that and I think it is. it does come down to a lot of, like, where you were at at the beginning of the season, which I know is frustrating. But, like, unfortunately, the, the first 10 game weeks, 
define a lot of what your your potential is going forward in the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, I guess we will look at the leaderboard, even though we still have one game to go in the game week. Um, Lonesome Pundit's cat is still alive in the cup, by the way. Ernest Cattingway. Great name. Yeah, that's great. I, lo- I love everything about this guy. I hope he wins it. I like Lonesome Pundit. Good good guy on Twitter. Uh, people should consider following him. And Ernest Cattingway, also a, a quality cat. Uh, so let me just pull up the league really quickly. Um, Lee Dev. Uh, so top 10, FPL Dare is in 10th. 9th, Mark Edwards. Uh, 8th, Andrew Bladen. 7th, Damian McCallion. Uh, 6th, Buck Sharp. That's a new one, I think. Uh, 5th, Samuel Shapiro. 4th, Freepay Pearson down. Uh, 3rd, Arnie Haugen down. John Eric Torsteinson up to second and Matt Frisky returns to his top spot with 94 points on the game week right now and he still has a Aguero captain to play and he's currently ranked uh, 681 so uh, a great way to fight back Matt uh, the Kyoti kid good for you he had a couple one or two rough game weeks in a row uh, first uh, game week of the year that the art of the dive pod not in the top 10 that hurts a little bit doesn't feel like it's fucking coming home (laughs) no it's definitely not good um kind of like england's loss to croatia that's kind of where we're at right now but yeah let's rub it into all of our english listeners out yeah lose all the ones we have uh i mean hey there's always four years from now so yeah that's what i kept saying with the u.s too (laughs) oh gosh god it's so sad all right um i was actually saying to a couple guys on twitter they were joking about it not fucking coming home uh and they were saying they hope that somebody wins like in a country in the middle of nowhere so i have to pay for the shipping for the t-shirt of the winner of the league and uh my response was if if that happens i am definitely deleting the twitter account deleting the pod changing my name and going on the run because i won't send that fucking t-shirt it's not happening uh it can't be that bad right no matter where they are like yeah good thing you're a vet and make a bunch of money we'll just have you pay for it (laughs) all right fair all right all right let's take a short break when we come back we've got a handful this week of listener questions not as as too many so so should be about uh 20 30 minutes of questions we'll we'll cover uh some captain stuff talk a little bit in more detail about what we might do for the week and we'll wrap up the pod stay tuned Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Handful of listener questions. I'm still drinking my wine. Jake, are you drinking right now? Uh, coffee. Getting ready for my evening endeavors. Oh yeah, you're on a uh, you're on a night shift again, huh? Yep, one more month. Oh my gosh, I uh, I'm technically on call for my job right now, so I'm really hoping I don't get called in. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. <laughs> Are you allowed to? Well, whatever. You know, it'll it, it'll work out. It's fine. I work in the tech industry, Jake. We use computers. Ever heard of them? <laughs> yes, definitely have. They're great to hide behind. Just ask everyone on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, all right. So we do have a handful of questions, and they really this week focus strongly about the topic I, I would guess everyone's very interested in, and that's 
Aguero, the coon. Uh, a lot of people just wondering about Aguero questions. Clearly, after having a hat trick against Arsenal, everyone's very interested in him. Uh, some people were smart enough to just go with him, take that risk, and it, it worked out well. Uh, some of us, like myself, not so interested in premium strikers, maybe need to reevaluate our thoughts. So let's get right into it. Lane asked a great question, having a great week even without Aguero, he says. Anyway, should I hold my game week transfer so I can plan for 31 with more information or ditch Hazard for Sun or Pogba as planned? And uh, Jake, we talked a little bit about this earlier in the pod. So it sounds like Lane has uh, has Hazard um, and is trying to decide hold or go. What are you thinking? Well... I would say go for Sun, um, or I, I think Sun and Pogba. There's a question down later, that, and we'll talk about it later, obviously. But, you know, holding for a little bit is probably not going to be wrong. I don't think Hazard's going to drop after his performance. Sun and Pogba might rise a little bit, but I guess I don't know how much things are truly going to change don't we already know Spurs aren't going to have a blank in 31? That would be my question. Uh, well, we can look right now. So uh, 31. So Spurs will blank if oh, Crystal go. Palace beats uh, Doncaster, I believe. Oh. Is who, I think who they're going against. And I'm pretty sure it's FA Cup. So that is currently slated off of Ben Krillin's spreadsheet at 69%. Ayo, college sex stuff. Uh, so sixty nine percent chance of that of that getting canceled, um, and then probably rescheduled most likely into game week thirty two. Uh, the other team would be Manchester United, correct? Because he's looking at yep. Pogba. Uh, yep. So that is at an eighty nine percent chance because game week thirty one is slated to be United versus City. Um, I guess that begs the next question, Jake. Like. Would you walk away from a player? So so we have to consider Hazard here, right? So Hazard has City, a blank, and then Spurs, okay, in his next three game weeks. Now, would you be turned off by a player like Sun or Pogba because they're potentially going to blank, likely going to blank in 31? Well, I mean, if you're considering the fact that Sun's blanking in 31, but Hazard's blanking shortly, it's it's you can kind of consider that a wash. So then the the question is, who would you rather have for the next four game weeks? Right. To me, I think Sun provides just as much value as Hazard, and he's cheaper. So I would prefer having him in. Pogba, a little bit harder. He, he does create some chances, but seems to play a little bit further back. It's nice that he's on penalty kicks, but... I don't think he'll quite match what Hazard does necessarily if Hazard kind of returns to form. And obviously that's the big question with Hazard. He can come from nowhere and score a hat trick whatever day, whoever he's playing. So very, very difficult player to assess. Yeah, I think so. I haven't had Sun on my team all year. Uh, He's one of my favorite players in the Prem. I had him on my team a bunch of last year and I'm embarrassed to say I haven't had him. I mean, the man is a machine. He really is. Uh, In this last game week, he had five shots in each game. He covers so much ground. He's aggressive. He has the ball 
um, all the time for Spurs, especially with without the likes of, of some of Spurs stars around. So I would love to see you get Sun in. Um, we also could consider, too, like with Pogba or Sun, the amount of funds that that frees up. Uh, over over $1 million to play with elsewhere. And I think both those players are probably going to be pretty close to matching Hazard. Hazard maybe has a higher potential for like big returns. And we've seen that all year where Hazard have ha- has had like blank, 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 huge return, blank, 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 huge return. So personally, I prefer both Sun or Pogba over Hazard, especially with Hazard's next three fixtures. Yeah, then we're, I think we're agreed. Yeah, of course we are. Cause I'm always right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except whenever I do things for my own team and then I suck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and, and I don't know what I'm talking about, so I just agree with you. That's right. So. You stay in your lane, Jake. <laughs> okay. Uh, Snags wrote in, and here's our uh, the Aguero questions kind of getting going here. Aguero, why did I sell him to accommodate for Rashford? Snags, I can't tell you why you decided to do that. Uh, I'm sorry that it played out the way you did. That said, uh, it's it wasn't a completely like ridiculous move, was it? I mean... Rashford has been absolutely buzzing lately. He did get a goal this week. Um, I'm just looking at the stats right now. So Rash is averaging three shots, 1.35 key passes per 90, and his XG is right with his total goal. So he's doing a good job. He's getting uh, on the end of of, of uh, attacking runs um, and, and balls that are played into him. Aguero, on the other hand, does average a little bit more shots. So he's averaging uh, 14.4 shots. Uh, 1.27 key passes per 90. His XG is uh, 3.5, and he, or excuse me, 13.5, and he has 14 total goals. By the way, anyone that says XG is stupid is an idiot. Um, the numbers, like especially at this point in the season, line up very, very close to where players are expected and actually are. Uh, both players, very good scorers. You can, again, consider the idea of the amount of money that you get when you take Rashford over Sergio that said it definitely hurts on a week that he bangs a hat trick yeah that's the only thing that really sucks about it but overall Rashford was the better player to have recently you know moving forward that's a harder question to answer but Rashford probably should have had a brace this weekend as he missed a wide open header and like you said the amount of funds that he frees up is is I mean that's a big difference that's too really good stud defenders versus having someone like Dinger, you know, Johnny from Wolves or Obi-Wan. It, it lets you bring in guys like Trippier who have been keeping cleans or, um, you know, someone like Liverpool who, yes, they've had a rough patch, but we still expect them to get returns moving forward. So that's something to strongly consider. And one of the things that you know, again, I think we're going to have this, do we bring in the premium price forwards? And it's still a difficult question with Jimenez and Rashford returning consistently on a game-by-game basis. Yeah, let's hold that for a minute because that question's coming up in a moment. Uh, Virgin wrote in, is there simply no rhyme or reason to Pep's team sheet? For all the highs of Captain Aguero, there is the devastation of Captain Insane. Is the risk-reward worth it, or should we just completely sidestep all the stress? Uh, Virgin, I believe, was a triple captainer of Sane. So I'm sorry, like I said at the top of the pod, that 
freaking sucks. Uh, it's so frustrating, especially when you put so much time into it to uh, finally take the jump and hit that triple captain button. I mean, the rush when you hit that button, if you're serious about the game, everyone knows this if you've played a number of seasons. Like when you hit that triple captain or bench booster wildcard button, it's like this combination of like adrenaline and fear and excitement all at once. And then for it not to work out, ugh, it, it, I do feel for those people. Um, I don't know if it, it, it's hard. I, sometimes it feels like there's no rhyme or reason to the team sheets. I mean, Sané has been really good lately. Statistically, he's been super strong, great form. Then he gets pulled for a huge match against Arsenal the thing is, I do think, and this is just my thinking, I don't know if it's true, but I do think the return of KDB incredibly complicates things. We know that Sergio is the first choice striker. Uh, we know that Sterling is the first choice winger. And, and honestly, that's whether he's left or right. Uh, Pep likes Sterling in the side. The interesting part is with KDB being back, where does that leave Bernardo Silva? And Pep has come out on multiple occasions and said how much he's impressed with Bernardo's growth, especially this last year. I believe Bernardo this year signed a new contract to stay at City for another four or five years. I think Bernardo's like the next top choice to play on that team. And if he doesn't fit in the midfield with the likes of Fernandinho and Gundogan, uh, David Silva, KDB, then where else does he play? He has to play on the wing. The only player that can make way then is Sané. It's super frustrating because I brought Sané in as well, uh, but it it kind of makes sense based off what we've seen throughout the season. Am I thinking through that right, Jake, or no? No, I, I completely agree. That is what makes it very challenging. And I would say stay away for now. You know, I, I think it's really hard. I think even Aguero is a really risky captain a lot of weeks with his away difficulties so unless he's at home i i probably wouldn't be very inclined to captain him yeah yeah it's frustrating i a sexy fpl sexy wrote in sexy guy i triple captain sane i told my wife to triple captain aguero oh my god i can see where this is going i'm on 47 points she's on 108 there is a positive in every negative i feel that i'm going to get some fame for being the first domestic fpl murderer positive <laughs> uh, if i did dial for every time i murdered my wife am i right yeah you but you'd have zero dollars yeah i've never done that but we will hear about somebody in australia i might you hear about that bloke that murdered his wife of fpl shrimp on the barbie <laughs> right kangaroo yeah fosters kangaroos yeah <laughs> my question is did he why did he tell her that because he thought it was a good idea or was he trying to mess with her that would make a big difference but no i think that what sexy did here is he basically hedged his bets right where mm -hmm. like he maybe couldn't get aguero into his team so he got sane because of his team structure uh tc's him and then tells his wife like I babe, you ought to put the triple captain on Aguero. <laughs> so uh, just because, you know, he knew that Aguero had a good chance. Sexy had some insights there. And now he has to kill his wife. It's kind of a downer. It's kind of that like a, a it's like a Game of Thrones episode or something. <laughs> yeah, a lot of drama. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, okay, Fredo wrote in. Uh, I know you didn't do it, but if you did the hokey cokey, if I had a dollar for every time you did that to me, Jake. I don't, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, if you did the hokey cokey of Abba to Aguero, would you go through the reversing it or back his form and sit tight over tapping into Arsenal's fixtures? So uh, what a lot of managers kind of did going into this game week is they they had the funds, right? Because we've talked about this with team structure, right? So they had the funds to go from Obama man to Aguero. Okay. And then they were thinking, I'm bringing Aguero in for this double game week. And then I'm going to bring Obama man back for Huddersfield, Southampton and Bournemouth, which are three really good fixtures for him that he definitely could, could bang some goals in. So the question becomes now, if you did that move initially, are you going to flip it back now? Do you use a transfer to, to dump Aguero and bring Abba back in uh joseph uh allegretti pasta allegretti right is that am i saying it right i think you're saying it right yeah it's because i'm italian so i have to be able to say it am i right yeah you know yeah trovanti allegretti spaghetti good all right nailed it uh he said he's wondering the exact same thing uh javid fk I think I'm saying that right. Uh, Abba and Arsenal just look bad, even if the last game he was a passenger and he was so lucky to pick up those points. Uh, I still held him for the upcoming fixtures, but damn, I do regret it. So what are you thinking, Jake? So if you made that switch, is it time to make the switch back or do we hold that transfer? Kind of depends on the rest of your team structure. I think lateral moves are never a great idea, but he has been uh, Obama man has been pretty fantastic against weak opposition. He tends to play full 90. So when he played Cardiff, 12 points, goal and an assist. Fulham, 9 points, goal and an assist. Brighton, goal. Burnley, 2 goals. But when he played against Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, Man City, those are all two-pointers, no goals, no assists. So we tend to see a trend here with Arsenal and I agree they don't look that fantastic. They got demolished basically by Man City. The score should have been worse. Um so you're also going to have to consider that after he plays Huddersfield, Southampton and Bournemouth, they he then goes against Spurs and Man United. So are you going to switch him back? I don't know. Yeah, that does make it tricky. I I guess an argument could be made and, and Jamie Dodd wrote in about this kind of talking about the Abba Aguero switch again. But the second part of his question, I think is a really good one. And it, it touches exactly on what you're saying. Do you think sometimes it's best just to focus on one game week's fixtures rather than looking more long-term or is this just hindsight kicking in? I think it's a really, it's a really good question. I mean, at this point in the season, we have what 13 game weeks left is it time to just like basically be going for big hitters constantly, maybe not worrying so much about value or about team structure and just like big hitters hit my captains, try to make gigantic jumps in overall rank. There could be an argument for that. Couldn't there? Yeah, definitely. You know, if your rest of your team is set and you're not worried about the blank in game week 31, I I think it's not an unreasonable thing to consider. Um, that being said, I mean, Aguero plays on the best team in the, the league and 
they're at home against Chelsea. They blank, and then they have home West Ham, home Wat- or away Bournemouth, home Watford. So it's not it's not that terrible. So to me, it's like I would make sure that there's literally nothing else I could do with my transfers, and then I'd consider it. Okay, um, let's do a couple questions kind of quickly here because we're, we're running on the long side and I just want to make sure we get through everybody's questions. We have about six or seven, five or six to go, excuse me, five or six to go. So uh, Emma FPL wrote in, best defenders under 5.3. Uh, I mean, honestly, I know that this is kind of the easy way out, but literally just looking at like the top scoring defenders in that price range uh, i'm looking at doherty Pereira, and taa now taa is hurt right now um should be back for the next game week i think Pereira is really interesting he doesn't have a blank game week so if you're kind of trying to do some planning for the the last 13 or 14 games of of the season here uh, he's a, a good player to consider. They do have Spurs next, which is tough, but then Crystal Palace home, Brighton home, Watford away, Fulham home, Burnley away, Bournemouth home, Huddersfield away, Newcastle home. There has to be some clean sheets in there for them and some attacking returns for a player who's very good. Uh, Doherty's just been ridiculous. I mean, I, I know that he's only had, uh, let's see, two assists in the last 10 game weeks for attacking returns, but if you actually like have been watching the games or the highlights, he is in so many dangerous areas constantly. Uh, he's getting into the box. He's getting shots in the box. He's laying the ball off for other players. It's only a matter of time before those attacking returns begin running again. And Newcastle home, Bournemouth away, Huddersfield away, Cardiff, Cardiff home in the next four are really, really attractive. Jake, do you think anyone outside of that, or are those kind of... No, I agree. She says under 5.3, so my question would be, can she spend that? Because Doherty, Pereira, and Dinge are all 5.3, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Outside of that, who would you look at? I mean, Juan Bissaka, obviously. Um, What about Halabas? I mean, he had like a nice start to the year and has kind of been a little bit more quiet lately, but he has had two assists in his last five game weeks and a clean two clean sheets in that time as well. I would say are are mixed. Yeah, fixtures are mixed. You're going to only use him against bad opposition, but I I like him as a shout. Otherwise, maybe try to sneak in another Liverpool defender that's healthy right now, like Gomez. Hmm. You could okay. consider just to hope you get no, things, no, you yeah. can't do you can't do Gomez. He's he just came out yesterday that um, he's oh, going to yeah, be having me. surgery. My yeah. tip is what I meant to say because of the Gomez surgery. But my tip to tip, am I right? My what tip to tip? Okay, moving forward. <laughs> uh, Chancer Dan asked a, a great question, um, and normally we could spend a lot more time on it, but I don't want the pod to go too long, so let's get into it. I've been. Of the same mind as Marco, swerving premium strikers, and it's generally worked. But now, thinking that with Iguain and Aguero hauling, plus Abba's fixtures turning and Kane recovering, we need to slot for one of these guys. Golden boot race will be tight should we go there. And Mark Donnie says, uh, I've had one all season and had two over Christmas fixtures, thinking the power midfield is a little overhyped, although I have had to jump on and off a bit more than usual. I think it's a great question. Um, I, the whole season, for those that have been following, have been basically anti-premium striker. I think I had Aguero for the first like eight game weeks, and then I got off, and I haven't had anyone over like seven for the entire season, which has been kind of interesting. I've I've had a relatively good year. But is it time now to to get these big hitters in um, potential for really mega hauls like with Aguero? 
I'll just give you my opinion. Um, for me, it's going to be a little tricky to to tear my team up enough to get one of them in. That said, I have actually in the last two game weeks looked at it, uh, what the potential is to get up to like 10 or 11, 11.5 freed up to try to get one of these guys in. I don't think I could stretch to Kane, but possibly to like an Aguero. I could for sure get to Higuain, maybe Abba. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but like one thing I'm looking at is there's a potential for a double game week 35 with Arsenal having two good games, uh, and I would consider triple captaining Abba there. Yeah, I can't tear my team up to do it. There's just no way, and it's just so hard with like Jimenez and Rashford still continuing to get goals every game week. I mean, I just then what are you expecting from these heavy hitters a hat trick every game sure it's gonna happen maybe once the rest of the season but what i i think the only way that this would work is if i got personally got rid of Salah, which is right. another that's question in itself yeah. altogether yeah that's the trouble uh okay well keep that in mind it does come down to team structure uh and what you can afford to do especially with all the movement coming up with blanks and doubles so uh, I wouldn't plan like multi-game week moves in order to get this done, especially if you forego your planning for blanks and doubles. So, all right, quick fire questions, Jake. Uh, Raj Depp, I think, or Raj Deep. Sorry if I said it wrong. A triple up on Wolves, Doherty, Joda, Jimenez, yay or nay? Jake, yay or nay? Nay, it's still not a fan of Jota. Double up? Yeah, I think Jimenez and Doherty are fine. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Say it like that. Yeah! Stop saying that. Stop. Okay, sorry. Lonesome Pundit, is Salah expendable to fit in one of those premium forwards? That's what we were just talking about. Perhaps not yet, but after 31. I think it's something to look at after 31. The nice thing about Liverpool is they don't have any blanks, so it makes it really easy. And that's one of the reasons Lonesome Pundit is saying after 31. We will look at it more going forward here. Finally, two-point sex sounds. Who are the four most essential midfielders for the next four game weeks? Jake, you give two, I give two. Who are your two most essential midfielders in the next uh, four game weeks? Pogba and Son. Oh, those are the two easy ones, you son of a bitch. Yeah, well, you let me go first. So I'm, I'm not going to take any, any breaks there. Okay, uh, so you went with Pogba and Son. I'm going to go with, um, oh, this is really hard. Uh, I was going to say Brooks. I would have said Brooks before he got hurt. Um, unfortunately, he's hurt now. So I'm just going to go like, I don't know, Salah's not essential. I can't think of two other ones. I feel like the only, I'm serious. I feel like the only two that are really like essential are Sun and Pogba. I don't like the word essential. I think it's a it's a stupid word. Uh, but those two players, their price per million is is really strong, and their consistency in returns is pretty ridiculous. So I'm going to say those two, and the other two are based off of your team structure. I'm copping out. Jake, captain shouts for the week. We're done with questions. Who do you like going into game week 26? I don't like anybody. I guess Salah still. I, I don't know if I'm going to give up on him yet. I didn't watch the game because of my sleep schedule, but I have to look at everything as a whole. I think Bournemouth's defense is pretty susceptible, and Liverpool at home are typically 
pretty good. Yeah, they're going to need a response game after two two draws. I think Salah, you have to captain. The other options certainly are the Manchester United options, Rashford and Pogba at Fulham. You know, Fulham's going to be hungry to try to pick up some more points and will likely uh, press on to try to get those points, uh, possibly leaving in gaps for a, a pacey player like Rashford or a kind of a, a tactical, technical player like Pogba to slip some balls in or, or, or maybe even bang a goal. Um, those are the players I'd be focusing on. Um, outside of that, like, is there a differential? I mean, you could definitely look at like Spurs, maybe. You could do Sun. He's on a, a great run of form uh, against Leicester. Outside of that, I don't know that I'd really risk it. I mean, I guess uh, for sure, I guess you could look at Abba too. Duh, that's stupid. You could definitely look at Abba. Yeah, both of I mean, Abba concerns me because Arsenal just are poor on the road. You could consider it, uh, but I, I don't like it. And I don't really like Son even at home because I just think Leicester are, their, their defense has been much better. You know, they played Man United very close, and then they also played Liverpool to a 1-1 draw. I just, I don't like captaining a Spurs asset, particularly Sun. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, plans for the week. What are you doing? So, I think I'm going to hold um, my team. I need to eventually get rid of Siggy, but... I probably will have to do a double transfer to move up to Sun and down to Pogba would be the plan. So I think if finances still allow it, if there's not enough changes till next week, I will be moving Sane out to Sun and Sigi out for Pogba. Nice. For me, it's it's one of three moves. I'm either going to hold. I haven't decided yet. I got to see after this game. I'm either, either going to hold, uh, move Alonso to Pereira, since they have a tough couple games here. Uh, or I will move Sterling or Sané to Sun. And I have not decided which of those three moves I'm going to do yet. I need to wait. But those are the three I'm looking at. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, we haven't really done much Instagram stuff. But you can follow us on the Art of the Dive online. DiveFPL.com uh, We are everywhere. Our podcast. So download, subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment. Uh, send us stuff, direct messages, or uh, add us on Twitter. Send us an email, theartofthedive at gmail.com. Uh, with any questions, comments, questions, concerns, we're happy to field them. A uh, couple quick questions on the pod, Jake. Uh, Non-FPL-related Mario uh, says, It would be good to get a firm assessment of you and Jake's view on oat cakes. And Lane said, Oat cakes with stovies and brown sauce. I'm pretty convinced that that's like an English sex thing, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. So hard, hard to say for me. Right, if I had a dollar for every time I oat caked somebody, oh, <laughs> gave him a little Stovian brown sauce. You know what I'm saying? How many dollars would you have? Like six bucks. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. I actually uh, think oat cakes are are oatmeal cookies. Is that what they are? Well, I was thinking like the rice cakes. I'm like, those aren't very good. I don't know. No, those but are then, bad. Yeah, but those are called rice cakes. So I don't. I honestly would have to look up what an oat cake is. I guess that's my think, homework for next. I week. think they're like in. A, they're like an oatmeal cookie. I'm just gonna guess. I like oatmeal cookies actually. Um, I don't know what brown sauce is though. The English are weird, man. With the stuff they, they're weird. Yeah, they're uh, all their names and their languages. It's it's strange. 
It's strange, yeah. Okay, uh, Virgin, quick question. Did Jake send his cat onto Goodison Park pitch to sabotage Marco's double game? Uh, did you that, see that cat? Did yeah, you see I it? Did. Yeah, I did see funny. that. Was that, was that Wood, Woodford? Uh, no, uh, he's an indoor cat only. I don't like sending my cats outside. They kill too many birds. That's true. Cats are the worst. Okay, let's, uh, let's get out of here, Jake. Great pod, buddy. Uh, good luck for everybody with the upcoming game week. If you have questions, comments, send them in to us. Uh, hopefully the midweek game here, Wednesday, City, Everton, yields some good results for everybody. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember... You should dive.